What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Kicks and Picks Podcast. Week of December 20th. Nick, Scotty, Coach Steve, back with you. Last show before Christmas. And we're plugging along here. Um, down two units last week. Four and six. 76, 81, and three on the season. Down just about six units. We're on a bit of a cold streak, boys. Rough month of December. Don't know how much I love the board this week, but fortunately, we're going to keep you guys entertained regardless. We have two big matchups to talk about. Scotty's Liverpool taking on Arsenal, top of the table clash, followed by Coach Steve's Roma taking on Napoli, which is the bottom of the toilet bowl clash. So a lot of good stuff happening. We got some winners for you. I feel okay about them, but a lot of good stuff to talk through regardless. So... I will hit you guys with a gut check. How are we feeling Saturday? Big day for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, coach. You can start. Yeah, I can see uh, how well you both feel about it. This is, yeah, <laughs> here we are. Well, I mean, they're, they're, I don't know how much there's to like about Roman right now. We'll get into it when we get to the match, but um, the bets haven't been coming off the way we'd like them to. Another subpar week by us. Um, those units be accumulated early in the season have quickly begun to evaporate. So, I'd, I'd love to say this would be our bounce back week, but like you said, like I looked at the board this week, there's no Bundesliga, no Ligue 1, no La Liga to turn to for like secondary options. Uh, normally, you know, we're focusing steady on the, the Premier League, and it's limited. It is limited. I think we found 10 that we we like, maybe not always love, but uh, heck, maybe this will be the week we turn around because we don't love them. Sometimes the ones we love are the ones that bite us the most. So That is true. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm in a similar boat of co- as coach. Um, you know, obviously Liverpool dropping points at home to a Manchester United team that's been struggling for the last few weeks, although they've had some decent results against like the bottom clubs, but against the the top half of the table, they haven't really looked like much. Um, and frankly, I think it's, it's kind of been coming. Obviously, I took Liverpool plus, I think, a goal and a quarter last weekend, and, and that United. came out to my benefit. I wanted to take them double chance, but I knew I'd be maligned on this podcast for trying to reverse jinx pool but um you know it's it's been a long time coming their performances leading up to that game hadn't been good um people forget that they were actually down a goal for the first 60 minutes against crystal palace and it took crystal palace going down to 10 men before they could get the uh uh, get on the score sheet with a solid goal and then pulled out a, a 90th minute winner from harvey elliott so not great there and then the match before that was against sheffield united where they we're basically holding on to a one goal lead the whole game until uh Soboslai kind of put it away in the 94th minute. So um, certainly the performances had been concerning and, and, you know, the United result is not frankly all that, you know, surprising to me just based off of that and, and knowing the history of, of, you know, the tie between the two. Yeah. Well, let's just get right into it. You just talked a little bit about pool and their form. They are at home arsenal coming to town. First place, 39 points. Pool in second on 38 points. Just to look at kind of that recent form, Arsenal is winners of four of their last five. Um, Pool, you know, you, you mentioned it, right? Just absolutely steamrolling. A little bit of a letdown was maybe due, as we like to say here on the pod. Um, one thing I do want to say, these teams absolutely neck and neck in terms of Goal differential, uh, 35 goals scored, 15 against for Arsenal, 36 for Poole, 15 against. So identical defensive records, one goal separates them there. 
I'm going to run through some odds for you guys quickly on this one. Pool is the slight favorite at home, plus 145. Arsenal, plus 185. Draw can be had at plus 260. Um, if you're looking at the two-way money line, draw no bet. Liverpool, minus 135. Arsenal, plus 105. And over, which I was very interested to see, was set at two and a half goals, not three and a half. Minus 145 to the over, plus 115 to the under. And the goal scorers, which we can get into in a second, all plus 160 are better. That is starting with, of course, Salah at plus 160. Everybody else plus 200. Um, So I'll hit you with a buy or sell. Coach, I will go to you first. That This is the year. Buy or sell. One of these two teams wins the Premier League. With the way City's been playing right now, I'm buying. Um, you know, that that could change after a few more match weeks, depending on, on what's going on elsewhere. But with the form that City's in right now, I, I think if one of these teams can win this match outright, I think it gives them a big leg up in the league. Um, a draw would be the best thing for a team like City, I think. Um, but right now I'm buying. I, I, I am. I, I think these two have been the most consistent side so far. Defensive records have been have been the best in the, in the league at 15 goals conceded a piece. Um, they're doing a lot of things. Well, um, I still personally am tipping Arsenal. I think just because I feel like over the last year and a, a half now, they've been the most consistent side in the league outside of city. Um, but I think Liverpool has, has a bit of a leg up playing this one at Anfield. And I think if Liverpool can get the victory, I think they might be in the driver's seat. Yeah, I think right now City are still the odds-on favorite with books. They're like minus 120 or so. And then I think Poole and uh, Arsenal are both sitting around plus 225, plus 250, depending on where you get your lines. Um, but I think, I, I agree with what you said, Coach. You know, the way that City have been playing has been concerning. And, it, and to me, it's not just so much that they've been dropping points, but it's the manner in which they've been doing it. Because if it's been a result of like lack of goals here and there, think with Kevin De Bruyne coming back that kind of would kind of ease some of those those concerns but it's been you know they've been conceding you know one or two goal leads at home Um, that's how they've been dropping points so they're able to get the goals and and, you know build up a a two goal lead to teams like Crystal Palace but then their defense just goes around and you know concedes in the last you know 20-30 minutes on a pretty consistent basis and I don't know that De Bruyne is going to really resolve that for them um, you know, they just brought in, uh, you know, Bardiol, um, and he was supposed to be this new anchor to pair with Ruben Diaz in the, in the center of defense, but for whatever reason, Pep has him playing left back, which is not probably the best use of his skills. And, and he just really hasn't settled in yet. Um, Ruben Diaz, I think has been okay this season, but he hasn't been, you know, the, the best center half in, in the league. Like sometimes, uh, city fans like to proclaim that he is, um, so it, it's certainly concerning. I don't know what business they're looking at doing in January. Um, I would assume they'll probably be active in the market because they always are. Um, but it, it doesn't seem like something that has an easy solve right now. So I would think it would be between Liverpool or Arsenal. And I think it's going to be whichever of these clubs can just stay healthiest in the second half of the season. Because we haven't really seen either side deal with a a tremendous injury crisis, kind of like Chelsea or, or Newcastle or Tottenham. Yes, Liverpool have had injuries with you know Thiago and and Robertson and, and Jota and, and and some of the likes of, of every year with those, those players, guys. <laughs> right? But, but it's it's never they've never been at a point right. where you know they're trying to field like their you know fourth or fifth 
you know, best player at a position, yeah. um, which again is somewhat by design. They, they have pretty good depth, um, but same with Arsenal, you know, they've, they've dealt with injuries more so to their front line, but they've never been super long-term and they've covered well. Um, but you know, if Arsenal, um, you know, start losing defenders or if they lose Declan Rice, you know, then it becomes a you know, bigger concern. Yeah. So one thing I want to call out about Arsenal before I go to you for your betting thoughts, coach, uh, just taking a look at the fix, some of the fixtures from November on, um, they lost to West Ham in the EFL cup. Uh, I'm just talking about big opposition that they've played. They lost to Newcastle, one, nothing in the league. Um, they lost to Villa very recently, right? Was that two weeks ago? One, nothing in the league. They were held by PSV in the champions league. That's not a knock because they were already through and PSV actually is nasty. They're undefeated uh, in the Dutch league. So that's not bad. Uh, their only really notable win is that two, nothing win against Brighton. And I mean, we've kind of seen Brighton come back down to earth a little bit. Um, although I would say Arsenal looked pretty good. I, I mean, this team worried me coming into the year just from a goal-scoring standpoint. I, I didn't know how consistently they would find goals. Obviously, they have the attacking pieces. It's kind of similar to Pool, right? They have guys that can shift into in and out of positions. Um, I think the depth is pretty good. But at what point do you expect this team to slow down? Or I mean, we've seen games where they've lost one nothing, right? Where they couldn't find that goal. Uh, we've also seen them give up three goals to a team like Luton Town. I, I just, I feel like through two years, I still really don't know who Arsenal is because they'll throw out that occasional stinker against a bad team. They'll beat a team they're not supposed to beat. Then they'll lose to a direct competitor. Then they'll, I, I don't know. They're just kind of all over the place. I mean, credit to them. They're in first place. I'm not trying to take it away from them, but I like, I, I don't know. I feel like, you know what you're going to get from every other team around them and Arsenal is still kind of a wild card to me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you talk about like some of those results, they are in a sense, but at the same time, they've got the most wins in the league. So they're getting the job done when they need to um, 35 goals scored in 17, still averaging over two goals per match. So they're not struggling that bad for scoring. I mean, the only sides really, you know, city's got 40 goals scored. Um, and then there's a couple other sides with like Liverpool's got 36 and Newcastle's got 36 and Villa 37. So they're right in the mix with the top sides in terms of scoring. They're not that far off the pace of, of some of those clubs. A big game here or there can can swing that plus minus pretty quickly in terms of how many goals. Yeah, I, behind some I of mean, those I sides. guess that's what I'm trying to say. That's kind of the. That's the anomaly, right? Like they've scored four goals against Luton Town. They scored. um I just saw it. Three goals against a Burnley. They scored five goals against Sheffield. Uh, you know, take some of those results away. It starts to look a lot less impressive, right? I mean, it again, the the one nil loss to uh to Villa here, Villa. you know. You know, the one nil loss to Newcastle. Um there there's games where they're scoring one or one goal or let two goals or less, or less than two goals, I guess I should say. And I, I feel like pool is just a lot more evenly distributed if that makes sense you, you kind of always know what you're going to get out of i don't know if i'm making yeah, this I up think, because i want to feel this way but I, I, that's just kind of the sense i get and i think this weekend is a big test in that sense because the loss to villa was at villa and villa is the best home team in the league at eight wins perfect record on in eight tries uh they've only conceded five times in those eight matches right uh liverpool similar seven wins one loss and and they've only conceded five times in those eight matches so 
can Arsenal go on the road and get a big win? Or at least I think even a, a draw in some senses would be uh, a better result for Arsenal than Liverpool here, considering that it is a, a Liverpool home match. But um, I think this this is one of those matches where they have to kind of prove it, that they can find a second yeah. goal if they need it in a match like this because you're playing a team that has not conceded much at home at all. All right, Coach. So gun to your head. Is there a bet you like in this game? It's it's tough to make a call in, in a match like this in terms of money line. I think there's value both ways if you like either side one more than the other. Even draw no bet, I think there's great value in Arsenal at plus 105. Um, the over, I the over is tough in this one because of what you mentioned with some of these Arsenal matches. Some of these Arsenal matches stay pretty low scoring, which kind of scares me off that a little bit. Um, Liverpool's been more of the over team lately, five out of their last seven. Arsenal, not so much so. Um, so I'm thinking guns in my head. If I'm going to pick one, I'm, I'm going to really sit down and think about who I like to win this match. Probably take a draw, no bet, because I think there's value on both both sides of it. All right, Scotty, I know you have a play. Um, we won't spoil that yet, but any last thoughts on Liverpool, on the game, on anything before we move on? Yeah, I would say I think I would expect to see a match very similar to the United match. Um, I think there's a, a pretty clear playbook on how to come to Anfield and leave with a point. Um, but that playbook usually means you're not leaving with three. And that's just to come in, sit eight guys in the box, um, you know, frustrate Liverpool defensively, make them you know, take shots from outside, which the midfield has done pretty well um, in, in kind of covering up some of the lack of offense. Uh, that the forwards for Liverpool have created. But um, I think that's going to be how Arsenal set up. I, I think that's why like, I do like the under in this two and a half plus money is is pretty, pretty sound. So I think that's certainly in play. And then I have a pick, like you said, Nick, later that I think is maybe a, a better play. Yeah, listen, I love to prepare a little bit and not spoil it like I usually do. I would say I probably spoil eight out of 10 Scotty's picks as we're going through buy or sell, but you know, it's kind of the same thing we said a couple weeks ago. I think it was a Napoli match. Um, like when ever do you guys remember seeing an under, not even under three and a half, under two and a half for Liverpool or for Arsenal at plus money. Like it's the two best defenses in the league, you know? Yeah. No, their just, team is allowing more than a goal a game. So it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's pretty, just pretty crazy to look at. All right, let's shift gears to Coach's Squad later on in the afternoon, 2.45 Eastern on Saturday. Roma is at home taking on Napoli. Roma is in eighth, 25 points. Napoli just above them, fifth, 27 points. Odds in this one, Roma plus 185, Napoli plus 140, slight favorites. The draw is plus 205. One of the worst draw lines I think we've seen in recent memory. Draw no bet. You can have Roma plus 105, Napoli minus 135. Over two and a half is plus 110, the under minus 140. Scotty, I'm going to toss it up to you first with buy or sell. Both Roma and Napoli will miss top four. And just for the listeners' knowledge, there are eight teams currently between third place and 11th place. They are separated by seven points total yeah i think at, at first glance i would buy that neither of these teams are finishing the top four i think the hard part becomes okay you have the two milan clubs and juve probably cemented in there and then a fourth spot up for grabs between you know these two teams bologna 
Atalanta, maybe Fiorentina. I don't know how much I buy Fiorentina. Um, and so slotting in one of those other clubs ahead of these guys at the end of the season is a little bit more of a difficult decision. So I think at first glance, I buy it. I don't think either team has been playing really well. You know, Roma made a little bit of a run, and then last two weeks they've dropped points uh, in consecutive matches. So that's kind of brought them back down to earth a little bit. Um, and we all know that I'm not a huge believer in, in Napoli, and I think Napoli are going to struggle in January for all the reasons we've discussed on this podcast for for many episodes now. So uh, I definitely don't see Napoli finishing there. You know, can can Mourinho pull a you know a rabbit out of the hat and get Roma back into that position at the season's end? Maybe, um, but. I think if for me to really fully buy this outright, I'd have to give you a, a fourth team to take that spot over them. And it, it's just, it's it's too hard for me to narrow it down and, and say for sure Bologna or, or Atalanta will, will finish above those guys. Yeah, I think for that reason, before I, I toss it up to you, Coach, that this is like, for me, maybe the most interesting, difficult to answer buy or sell we've ever done because you have both of these teams trending way downward, right? They are spiraling. Napoli's on their second coach. They just got bounced from the Coppa Italia by Frosinone, who scored four goals in 20 minutes to steamroll that game. Um, we have a Roma who Mourinho is back to his old tricks, right? He is demotivating players. Doesn't sound like the fans are happy with him. I'd love coach's take on that. At least um, what I'm seeing, you know, it's, it's kind of like, okay, this is wearing a little bit thin as Scotty predicted Three years ago, I'd say the timeline is right on track. You have the injuries starting to pile up, but who the fuck do you think at the end of the season, you know, we're what, 35, 40% of the way through, who's going to cement themselves in that fourth spot? It's, uh, it's tough to bet on anybody. The teams around them are letting Roma and Napoli hang around. As I said, only a seven point difference. You know, if you go all the way down to 11th, it's uh, only a five point difference, you know, if you're looking at even four through nine. So uh, definitely a little bit muddy. Coach, you think your team could pull it off? I think it's too too early to make a call on top four just because everybody's inconsistent from three on down, really. Because even Milan, who is in a little bit better position, they've been inconsistent themselves sitting in third place. So to me, the only clear cut teams that are Champions League teams right now are Inter and Juve. I think it comes down to that. Inter is a clear number one. I think we've been seeing that Coppa Italia defeat today aside an extra time to Bologna. To me, as funny as it sounds, like you almost have to say Bologna is the team to beat right now for that fourth spot because they've been the most consistent of the sides in the mix. Um, they at least haven't been losing many games, right? They might draw quite a few games, but they don't lose. Um, and they've, they've performed pretty well in match like they've looked. They, they just beat Roma. They drew Inter earlier in the season. Uh, I think there's another result or two I'm probably forgetting mixed in. So I think that has uh, beat Lazio, right? Did they beat Lazio? Yeah. Sure so, did. Um, goes without saying probably this season. But I, I think, you know, am I going to bet on Bologna to be that team? I don't know if I can bet on them. Um, but certainly they are putting themselves in a position where they're becoming the team to beat. Um, we'll see what happens this weekend against Atalanta. I think that'll be interesting. I think if they could follow up the Roma win with a win against Atalanta, they will really start to believe in themselves as, as I think a top four contender and make but other people believe. It, it, and that's just to, to interject and give a point. Like if they do that and beat Atalanta, well, that's fucking three or one point that Atalanta doesn't get. Right. So that's right. Like another yeah. rung to not get a top four spot. Yeah. 
And that, and that's the whole thing. I, I think, you know, Roma's in a gauntlet of a stretch here where they're playing. Oh. They played Fiorentina two weeks ago. They they played Bologna last weekend. They've got Napoli this weekend. Next weekend's uh, Napoli the weekend after. I'm sorry, this weekend's Napoli. The weekend after is Juve. Then it's Atalanta. Then it's Milan. So, like, they're playing everybody in, in one shot. Um, God bless the schedule makers there. I'd, I'd love to know, um, you know, someone probably said here, Merry Christmas, Mourinho, and Happy New Year when they made that schedule. But um, if they get through that stretch, say these these next four, say they can find six points out of four, right? Um in that stretch, they're probably still in the mix. Then you have a, a lighter schedule to contend with in the, in the coming weeks where you can make up ground. So I think for, and I'm just saying this from a own perspective, because that's the, that's the, the calendar and off the top of my head and the team I know best, like, am I buying them right now to finish fourth? Not after the last two weeks, but at the same time, if you survive this stretch of schedule, what's to say you can't get, get hot again, right? It's one of those things. I think everybody's going to have their ups and downs this season. And to make a call on neither team will finish top four right now. is kind of early. You kind of almost have to, check in again in maybe another month or so and see what this, this this table looks like and see where Roma stands after this this tough stretch and see where, you know, is Bologna still doing it after we finish the 19 match point, which is halfway through the season, you know, another three match weeks. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be one of those things. We're going to see teams, especially if the Italian sides can continue to perform in Europe like they have been, and they are in line for one of those extra spots in Champions League and becomes a top five race. It's really going to get murky in terms of, like, how many teams are still – in the hunt, I think, because you're going to see even a Lazio or a Torino who have not been performing well still in the mix at this rate just because everybody else above them is so inconsistent. It's it's really a mess. It makes for entertainment, but it's really like uh, it's crazy to watch on a week to week basis because everybody's crazy to bet. To each other. Forget crazy to yeah, watch. It's yeah. fun to watch. It's fucking impossible to bet. Yeah. Think of, what, what, what did we bet Lazio against Frozenone was a good number a couple weeks ago. We lost that. And sure. I think that was a patron pick. Like matches, like I was going to take Lazio even money this week at Empoli. And I'm like, you know what? I can't trust them. You can't trust them, right? right. I think that ties back into this match because all these teams have just been inconsistent at, at, to be kind. Yeah. So, sorry, Scott. I don't know. You're, you're leaning in. I don't know if you have thoughts. I was going to pose a well, question to you. I- I was going to give you a, a sassy response when it was going to be just Nick, just you wait until Dybala gets healthy. Cause then yeah. Roma, that's when they make their run he'll yeah. be healthy for like four games and they're going to go, you know, three at three and one in those four games. And then he'll be out for another stretch of 10. And, and hopefully they'll tell him, please don't slide tackle anybody when you come back because they lost him actually trying to play defense this time. Like yeah. not, not him getting hacked like it usually is or a muscle strain. It was him going in for a tackle. And it's like, just there's, there's no need. Yeah. There's no need when you're that valuable. So you mentioned Roma's schedule. I, I do want to do our due diligence to talk about Napoli's upcoming schedule. Um, so the two games for the end, of, obviously they're playing Roma next. They have Monza um, before the end of the year. And then in January, and somebody can spot check me, I don't know when AFCON starts, but the January schedule is pretty light. And I mean, if you want to group Monza into that, it's Monza, Torino away, Salernitana at home, Sassuolo away, Lazio away, Hellas Verona at home. I mean, that's a pretty manageable stretch where even this dumpster fire of a Napoli, you have to expect them to come away with nine or more points out of that stretch. Ten points, I think, is is pretty reasonable. I'll give you the counterpoint is Hit like me. that those are the teams you need to be beating and to not have, you know, your full strength squad for those and dropping potentially points there. Even if it's draws, like that is almost more damaging. Yeah. So definitely going to be interesting. If you're, if you're Napoli, like you don't necessarily need to expect wins against Inter and Juve. So like having those matches in January may not be the worst thing in the world because yeah. you're not really, you know, losing out on much. 
Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I think Coach and I both actually have a pick in this game. So Scotty, just gun your buy or sell slash gun to your head. Uh, we're going to change the segment name. Gun to your head. Is there a bet you like in this one? Uh, I mean, I would prefer a draw no bet of maybe Roma just being at the home, being at home and seeing how bad Napoli were in midweek. Um, that's probably where I lean. I prefer also maybe an under in this one um, for various reasons that we've discussed already, but you know, the, the attacks on both sides have been meager. And, and I think uh, Jose will have something up his sleeve to kind of make this a frustrating one for the visitors. So I would say maybe a Roma draw no bet and gun to my head. I'd probably take under two and a half. All right. Coach likes the sound of that. Yeah, I, I think the way this match is going to get played is going to be very tight. I, I think, you know, you have two generally, even Mazzotti historically has been a fairly defensive manager playing a back three. He's not he's not playing a back three anymore with Napoli, but I don't think they can leave themselves too open on the road. I don't think Roma ever wants to leave themselves too open with the squad they have. You know, Mourinho plays that back three and tries to keep things tight as it is. I think it's going to be one of those matches where it's going to be tough to find a goal, and I think if someone could find the goal first, I think that team has a big advantage, uh, especially with the way these two teams have been playing. And yeah. I, I, I'm not going to tip a winner here just because it's always hard to pick against your own side sometimes. But um, I, I do like Roma's chances at home better than their chances if this were in, in Naples. They so tend I, to be a pretty decent home side. I lied. I actually don't have a pick in this game. That's how well I know even what I picked from this morning. Um, the one thing I will say, so I, I tend to agree with you guys. I think, um, you know, this is a, this is a classic odds game for me. Like I'm following them to Napoli, like something sticks out to me. And maybe it's also because Roma couldn't get a single goal. And I had them both teams to score last week when Bologna beat them. And I'm just jaded by this Roma that had like one chance in the 20th minute and then never looked like they were going to approach the box again. So I, I think. That's skewing me a little bit. I'm assuming Dybala's still out, right? Dybala's out. Yeah, back from so suspension. Dybala's out. I mean, that definitely weighs on me. Looking at these anytime goal scorers, uh, Kavaradona is plus 320 to score. I think that's a pretty outrageous number. Granted, he hasn't been on the best form. He did score last game. Um, I think plus 320 is a big, big, big number for him. That's that's definitely something. I'm see what the uh, to score or assist number is because that if if it's at plus three twenty for that, then you're looking at probably plus one fifty or so yeah. for the score or assist, and I'd rather have that. No, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying that's uh that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, I mean, wait for lineups, but I, I can't imagine he doesn't start. I think Lukaku at plus two ten is a solid number too because with Dybala out, he takes penalty kicks, um, and and he's going to be the biggest goal threat Roma has. There's some nice numbers on a lot of guys. If, yeah. You know, if Pellegrino is in better form, I'd say plus 350 is a huge number on him, but he, he's been dude, pretty poorly. You know, I, like last year, all last year, I went in with that mentality. That dude scores like one goal every 10 games. Like, you just cannot take any more of my money as much as I want. Yeah. Now, in two seasons ago, he scored nine in the league. The, the past year and a half has been, it's been tough sledding for him. All right, let's roll on to our hat trick of picks. As I mentioned, four and six last week. A uh, couple of tough luck losses. Ready to turn that back around. Scotty, I believe you had the best week of all of us, so why don't you lead it off with your first pick? 
Yeah, two and one last week. I'm just going to try and stack wins, not stack units. I think that's been a, a major issue of mine. I've been chasing the the high numbers. So I'll start this one with a uh, minus 135 pick. It's going to be Liverpool's team total under one and a half versus Arsenal. As I mentioned when we were discussing it, I think this will be a low scoring game. Um, one of the key issues that Liverpool have been having in the month of December is that their forwards just haven't been scoring. Um, aside from the 5-1 victory over West Ham against in the Carabao Cup today or yesterday, depending on when you're listening uh, to this, um, they've really only scored the one goal, which was Salah's goal uh, against Crystal Palace when they were down to um, 10 men. Um, other than that, I think they got like seven goals from midfield, all from, you know, strikes from outside the box. They've got a defensive goal from Van Dyke um, and a defensive goal from, I guess, technically defensive goal from Trent Alexander-Arnold. And then they've got an own goal. So Liverpool struggling to score with their uh, front line. Never really a, a good sign. Um, and then as we talked, Arsenal's got the, probably the best defense in the league. Um, joint lowest goal scored allowed with Liverpool. They have the fewest cr- uh, clear-cut chances allowed. Um, so I think Liverpool are going to really struggle to to get more than one in this one. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, I think it'll probably be more of a repeat of last match against Manchester United. So um, Liverpool struggling to score against the league's best defense, not a good combo, especially considering that Arsenal are probably going to come in and just try and protect the lead or protect um, the point that they get um, more so than trying to get three. So that's my first lock. All right, this is the match, Nick, you were referring to. Yeah, we we both have a pick, and it's the bologna Atalanta match. Yeah, this is in Bologna. I have Bologna draw no bet at minus 110. Bologna's hot, um, and I should probably say, like, on fire right now after today's result. I wrote this before the result. Uh, not only have the Rosa Blue climbed to fourth in the table, but they also eliminated Inter from the Copa Italia. Uh, coming back in extra time, Inter scored first in extra time, and then they came back and got two quick ones later on, and, and that, that's a massive victory for them just from a confidence standpoint. Um, they've been a wagon at home, 6-1-1. One, and one. I think they've only allowed four goals at home. I think they get it done against um, Atalanta, who's been pretty inconsistent at the Delata. I, I, I like them here at, in this spot at home. They've only, lost, like I said, lost one home match. So even if you get a draw from Atalanta, you get the push here. I think minus 110 on blowing is a great number, draw no bet. Yeah, I, I see this somewhat similar to coach, but a little bit differently because I like over two and a half and plus 110. I mentioned it just a few seconds ago. Roma fucked us last week by not scoring against Bologna. I don't think Atlanta, Atalanta does the same. I think Atalanta overs are back. They had four second half goals last week. And coach mentioned it, right? Bologna has been awesome. They have, they, forget about the results. They've been hitting the back of the net. Um, I think this trend of two and a half goals plus money have to take it. This is a two, one game at least could very easily be a two, two game. Uh, and Bologna has been scoring early. I didn't look at it, but you know, a Bologna to score first, probably a, a decent value in this one as well. So I think, um, especially if Bologna scores first, there's three goals in this game. Game might actually be better than the Roma Napoli game. Now that it I definitely think about will it, be, there's no question. It'll be about better. So maybe that's the, the game of the week in Italy. Definitely um, is. All right, moving on to my second lock. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to do just stack wins. It's not stack units, so I'm doing the world's safest parlay. Um, it's going to be Tottenham draw no bet versus Everton, so Tottenham at home, um, and then Newcastle draw no bet at Luton Town. Everton just eliminated midweek from the Carabao Cup um, via PKs against Fulham, so... They haven't been looking too great, at least going forward. Their defense has been fine, but 
um, attacking wise, they really rely on Calvert Lewin, uh, to do a lot of the heavy lifting. So, um, I like Tottenham to make a breakthrough in this one, especially at home. Um, so draw no bet here, just in case Everton kind of stifle things up and have a classic dice, uh, match where he just sits back and, and holds Tottenham scoreless. In the other one, Newcastle, um, are away at Luton town, Luton town have looked decent of late, um, at least at home. So this one's a little concerning, but obviously they had the the issue last weekend with Burnmouth with their club captain, Tom Lockyer, going down with a cardiac event. So they haven't had a easy week to, to build up to this one. Um, and yes, while Newcastle's away form has been questionable, uh, I think this is the exact kind of match that they really need to win to prove that they're going to be a top four club at the end of the season. So I expect them to go um, you know, all out in this one. So pair of matches, draw no bet, get it at minus 130 for the parlay. I think that's a, a pretty safe one. And worst case scenario, somebody here, you know, leaves with a draw and you get your unit back plus a little e- extra for interest. All right. I'm going with Torino money line against Udinese for my second one, minus 135. Three straight clean sheets for El Toro. Meanwhile, Udinese is winless in five. Udinese has only won once in 16 matches this season. It's Milan. They tend to find, they, yeah, they, yeah, funny enough, right? Um, speaks to those inconsistencies we spoke about earlier. They tend to find ways to draw matches. They do have 10 draws in, in 16, uh, which is which is pretty crazy. But I don't think it happens against an informed Torino defense I, on the road. I, I think Torino, I mean, I'd even take a look at Torino clean sheet in this one. But I'm going to go money line minus 135. I think they get it done at home. So I was saying to Scotty early on before you, you hopped on, like when in the history of this podcast do you think anybody would take a Torino money line? Yet here we are. Pod first, first time anyone's taken Torino money line. Pod a first, so. for sure. And Steve, you're right. I mean, uh, Bongiorno has been fucking awesome in the back for them. Uh, they've always had reliable goalkeeping. Uh, and Zapata, man, he's been good since he got there. Like that was kind of a whatever move from my standpoint. I figured he was kind of finished, but he's he's looked good. This will be the week nobody shows up. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um. All right, I'm going to go over to England. I like Brighton Moneyline at Crystal Palace. I think uh, it's plus 125, so that's really what caught my attention here. I think Brighton have come way back down to earth, but Palace haven't won in their last five or six. Um, I just think this is a good spot to take a shot with Brighton to get back on track. Yeah, I think Brighton have been due for a while, Nick. I'm surprised you didn't say that because I think uh, they've had some middling performances, but a breakout game is coming because we know Deserby has it kind of schemed up. And that's, uh, that's exactly right. kind of it. It's been like win, loss, draw, win, loss, win, loss. Like they lost the last game, obviously to Arsenal. I think that this is just kind of a get right spot. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. My last lock of the week. It's another safe pick. It's Burnmouth draw no bet at Nottingham forest at minus minus one twenty. I also like the money line here at plus money, but just for safety's sake, I'll keep it at draw no bet. Um, this match is really a tale of two sides that entered the season with similar expectations. I think they're both expecting to be safe from relegation, but probably end up in the bottom half of the table. Um, but lately, they've gone in two different directions. Uh, Birdmouth have been on a roll. Um, Ariola has really got his tactics fully implemented, and the results are speaking for themselves. They've got 13 points in their last five matches. They were... Level with Luton Town in the 60th minute when uh, the match was suspended. So had they gotten a win there, I think they would have had five wins and one draw in their last six, making them the 
hottest club in England. Um, Forrest, on their hand, just fired their manager, Steve Cooper. Um, they now have a familiar face in Nuno taking over. Um, so his return to the Premier League after managing Wolverhampton and then Spurs. So again, I do love the money line in this, but just out of caution with the new manager bounce potential that you have here with Forrest, I'm going to stick with the draw no bet. But Bournemouth really should be winning this one even at Forest, it shouldn't be one that they're dropping points in. And I think if they win this one, they they move very close to being top half of the table. So another little extra incentive for them. Uh, yeah, three points, I mean, would put them in 10th, depending yep. on what everybody else does. All right, I'm going to one of our featured matches with my last one. It's Roma Napoli under two and a half at minus 135. Like we talked about before, two of the most inconsistent sides in the league who have struggled against direct competition for Europe this season. Feels like a match where neither will want to lose, and I think that leads to a tightly contested, low-scoring match. This feels like it has two goals in it at most. I, I really want to take the draw on this one, but I have a feeling it could end up a 1-0 one way or another. I just don't see it going more than like a 1-1, maybe a 2-0. I, I just don't see goals in it. I, I really don't. I, I think it's going to be one of those, you know, muck it up in the midfield type matches, don't concede much, uh, see who flinches first. And and if someone flinches first, can can they hit back? I don't know. Mourinho, baby. Can't wait. All right. I'm going with maybe my least favorite team in Italy, the definitely least favorite in the top 10. Fiorentina, draw no bet, minus 135. They are at Monza. Um, I think we've talked about them a lot. Fiorentina are starting to put the pieces back together. They've won uh, two out of three matches. I believe they've won four out of five. Um let me just check. Excuse me. Three out of their last five with a draw in between. I think Monza is a great story. People are high on them. You know, they're they're playing well, but they've only won one of their last five games. I'm pulling a, a Scotty maneuver here. I think it's very well worth laying a little bit of juice. You can get Fiorentina plus money, um, but lay a little bit to get that protection. Minus 135. Um, Fiorentina is going to be that team that kind of sticks around. We, we talked a lot about Roma and Napoli for obvious reasons. We, you know, if they can string together wins against teams like Monza, they're going to be in that fifth, sixth, creeping on fourth conversation as much as I hate to admit it, because I was the one who had them written off, uh, you know, when they lost those three in a row, I was like, there's no chance you, you lose three in a row. You're on the outside looking in, but. Here they are, and, and a win at Monza is exactly what they need. So I think they're going to finish the year strong. Yeah, like I said, I'm still not entirely bought in as Fiorentina as a legitimate top four candidate. No. But, you know, win here, maybe win in a, against one of these top six teams. I'm sure they have one coming up in the next weeks on their schedule in front of me. And then maybe I could be convinced. But like you said, Nick, we kind of wrote them off uh, about a month ago, and I'm not ready to kind of buy back in no but but here let's we're having fun with the schedule today they have monza followed by torino okay they start the year sassuolo udinese bologna inter is tough but then you got lecce frosinone empoli i i mean very 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 manageable stretch for them to pick up points all right i'll put it this way if they if they win if they go three one and one through that intermatch then i'll buy them as top four contenders. I agree. Is that fair? I absolutely agree. Where I didn't think this was possible a month ago. But I would guess they go one, two, and two. Okay. 
Just let the one be this week at Monza. Yeah, that's my one. There go. <laughs> All right, Podlock. Uh, we talked about it very, very briefly, but we're going to talk about Inter a little bit more here because we are fading Inter. We're going at Lecce plus two goals. You can get this at minus one forty-five currently. Uh, look, Inter bounced out of the Coppa Italia today, as Coach Steve mentioned. Lotaro Martinez did pull up and had to be substituted in extra time. Going to have to assume potentially he may not play, so Inter will have to find their offense elsewhere. Elsewhere means Arnautovic and or Alexis. 120 minutes played today on Tuesday, and they will be looking ahead to their Panettone for Christmas. Hard to see them beating Lecce by three or more goals. Plus two. You're buying a lot of results with Lecce with that plus two. So the uh, the ghosts of Premier League past right there. That's uh, quite a duo. Definitely. So, and I think, what, 35 and 36 between them? Might as well be us. Yeah. No yeah. question. <laughs> so, Podlock, 10-5 and 1 on the season. We're up four units, looking to get back in the win column. And... That'll do it for us today. Uh, If you guys are watching, appreciate it. Like, subscribe, share on YouTube. If you're listening on any of your podcasting platforms, appreciate you doing the same. You can also find us on Patreon, exclusive picks. We're actually crushing Patreon. I think we're up about 10, 15 units on the season. Should have put that in, so shame on me. But for whatever reason, our, our picks are doing better there than they are here. We'll look to correct that. And happyhoursports.net, written pieces for them weekly. Appreciate you guys listening. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We will catch you next round of games. <laughs>